Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, friends, and welcome back. Happy Monday. How are you doing today? I'm recording this on Saturday, a bit later in the day than I uh, normally record. It uh, took me a little bit of time to get going this morning, um, which is probably not for the best considering I had a lot to try and get done um, in terms of some exciting assignment marking. I have some exciting assignment writing (laughs) to do probably tomorrow, podcasting. Um, I had supervision for some of the volunteering that I do, so it's been pretty full on day, but actually all things that I love and that I find rewarding and meaningful and exciting. Um, So I'm in this uh, weird place, probably, where I have a lot going on. I'm I'm super busy, but they are lots and lots of things that are enjoyable and nurturing and um, enlivening and exciting and all of those kind of things. So actually, I find I'm kind of recharged by doing those sorts of things and actually what's just popped into my head interestingly is this idea of introvert extrovert and a lot of the things are people focused but they are very kind of introvert style in that kind of deep meaningful connection and um, maybe I'm a meaning vet or something I don't think it's a thing but (laughs) that I am sort of recharged a lot by doing things that feel really purposeful and meaningful um, and that kind of tapped into my skills my strengths so very positive psych uh, positive psychology sort of style um, and allow me to sort of be authentically myself to express myself to uh, be challenged to kind of feel that sense of competency to feel that I'm doing something meaningful and impactful um, and yeah and, and uh, honestly lots of the things that are my sort of special interests if you like neurodiversity mental health mental well-being I could talk about all day to the point that they don't necessarily feel like work and they are quite energizing so yeah, I'm busy, but in a, a good place and doing lots of sort of that self-awareness and self-understanding and self-compassion that is really important to kind of figure out who I am and what I am and all of that kind of stuff. And and I feel it's a little bit rambly of an intro, but actually kind of relevant with today's guest, Avis, who joined us. And we were diving into radical self-care. And so there is a lot about self-compassion, about being authentic And um, yeah, a really, really great discussion. So let's dive in. I won't ramble anymore now, but I will be back super quickly at the end. So enjoy this conversation. I'll speak to you in a little while. Hi, everyone. And I'm really happy to welcome today's guest, Avis, to the podcast. So Avis, welcome. And if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, that'd be fab. Thank you so much, Hannah. It's such a pleasure to share this space with you. Hi everyone, I'm Avis Adele Hitchcock and I really dove into the importance of radical self-care when I became a caregiver, a full-time caregiver to both of my parents towards the start of the pandemic last year. And yeah, so that's a little bit about me. I'm excited to be on this platform and uh, share this space with you. Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us. And um 
yeah, really excited to dive in to, to self-care, radical self-care. And so I always, it's, I'm trying to decide where to start because I like to start with like one of two things. I'll probably do both, but I don't know which one, <laughs> which one makes sense to start with first. Because I, I always like to know, and you mentioned briefly about how you kind of got into this area. So I always like to know a bit of people's story that if they're happy to share of how they got into what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So in June of last year, in June of 2020, my mother was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. And at that time, my dad had already been in three years of just finishing three years worth of cancer treatment in stage four kidney disease. And so I found myself in the middle of the pandemic already being very cautious because of my dad's health. Um, But America was starting to reopen um, and made a very conscious decision to, in a sense, do everything that we had done for like the six weeks that we were in isolation for in a sense and it got really I I noticed that I was taking parts of myself away because I thought I had to be on top of everything I had to take care of everything and in order to be a wonderful caregiver that meant I had to put myself on hold. That was not coming from anybody. That was just what I thought I needed to do. It was a very people pleaser mentality that I needed to be on top of everything that I I had to take care of everything. And kind of in a way was a little suffocating in the amount of care I was giving. Like I, I really just took it really far at some points. And so I really dove into this awareness of how important because I started getting really burnt out. I was not sleeping well. I was always stressed and overwhelmed and super worried about everything. And I wasn't finding joy in the little things I found joy in anymore. And I was like, I don't want to live my life like this. I don't want to be a caregiver like this because I was getting really short and upset, and angry, and frustrated at the simplest little things. And I realized that the type of caregiver I wanted to be meant I got to take care of myself as well. I got to give care to myself as I was giving care to them. It was like a two-way street. It wasn't an either or, it was a both. And so I really dove into this doing it radically, not just doing the the things that all the people say or these self-care tips you find online. I really dove into like, what will support me in embodying self-care? And I think that's why I come to the word radical because it really was for me in the sense of really believing and carrying on self-care throughout the days and doing it every day in different ways for as little or as long as I could. So yeah, that's kind of how I kind of got started into that. Yeah, thank you so much for that. And you actually covered my second one that I was thinking that which is what you mean by like radical self-care. Um but yeah thank you so much for sharing that because I think you've really just like demonstrated when people sort of say about self-care and you um and people say well I I need to be there for everyone else and I need to you know I want to be like the best caregiver the best parent or whatever and so I have to like give 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 and that saying of like 
um, I was writing about this earlier actually on social media about um, people say you fill up your own cup first, et cetera, et cetera. And actually what you just shared was that actually if you're not doing that, you are shorter, you're frazzled, you're overwhelmed, you're burnt out. You actually can't do it as well as you would like to because you're not looking after yourself. And so it's it's vital, as you said, to, to do that, to be able to be the kind of caregiver that you want it to be. Yes, absolutely. It, it is really vital and it doesn't, it doesn't make you selfish. It does not make you a not good person to take time and say no to things and just be with yourself and do things that support you. I think that narrative or the things that we have made up or I have specifically made up in my life has really like shown me that no, this doesn't make me selfish. This doesn't make me less of a good person or a compassionate, kind, considerate person. What it does is really has me step into and embody my compassion at a whole other frequency where I am. Like you just said, if you're operating and you're not doing things for yourself or really connecting to what brings you joy and that you love to do because you're so focused on being a phenomenal parent or you're so focused on being a phenomenal caregiver or whatever it is that you're selling these parts of yourself short or not focusing on them or like igniting them inside of you, then the, what you're doing or what you're connecting to, is it really working? Or are you, are you just operating on this mentality that does not get you where you want to be or connecting with what you're doing in a way that supports you and the people you're caring for. Like I notice when I shift my energy, the way my parents are doing and the way they're feeling now, I cannot control some of the things, but it's better than when with me getting short, like if little things happen and I I've done things for myself and I'm not operating on this burnt out, overwhelmed stress mindset. I, I listen to what they're saying and I just take a step back and like, don't overreact. Whereas if I don't do those things and it's the same thing said, there is a very real chance that I'm going to overreact and get really stressed and going to make a very simple thing a whole lot worse in about a second. Yeah. And I'm sure anyone listening, even if they don't have extra responsibilities as a caregiver or parent can relate to the time like you're tired and you're hungry and then something small happens and you just kind of lose it because you're you're depleted of your energy and so we are way less tolerant when we are um yeah (laughs) depleted in that way absolutely yes Yeah. yeah I feel like everybody can relate no matter if they have those extra weight on their shoulder that extra thing in their life is we all have things we all our life experiences are all valid and the importance is is to for me is always connect with things that I love to do and bring me joy and that for me is embodying radical self-care is connecting with what I love to do and not being attached to what others say self-care is and just figuring out and building awareness of what self-care represents to me. And I think that's the radical part that I like to call in because there's, it, it goes deeper. It's really building an awareness within yourself 
to like see what works, what supports you, what fills you with joy and love, what ways of connecting with other people, what ways you need to set boundaries with other people. Being an authentic yes and an authentic no is so important. Is like being an authentic yes is way better than saying yes because you feel like you have to and you really don't want to. Yeah, I wonder if you can talk a little bit more about what you mean when you say authentic yes and authentic no. Yeah, so I don't know if there's probably people pleasers, people who say yes to everything because they feel like they have to uh, please everyone. They don't want to feel left out. They don't want to upset anybody. They have this, uh, you know, it's uh, it's something I've worked on a lot. And so I would always say yes to everything. Um, anytime someone asked me to go out, anytime someone asked me for a favor, anytime I would say yes to everything because I thought that's how I received love. That's how I thought I would get love. That's how I thought I would keep people in my life. It was very, in a, in a way it was a little manipulative, but I believe that that was how I was going to get by in this world. And that's how I was going to keep people in my life. And that if I said no, they would leave. And so when I say authentic, yes, is when someone asks me to do something or someone asks me to go somewhere with them and I really don't want to or something that I don't enjoy or I don't have the time or energy or space and I already have so much on my plate and I'm saying yes to these things, I'm really saying no to myself. And so when I say being an authentic yes, it's, it's being an authentic yes to what you want to do. It's being an authentic yes to your time and your energy. And it's also being an authentic yes to the people in your life who are asking these things. Uh, I don't know if that answered the question, but yeah, that's, that's what I mean by authentic yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so interesting you use the word um, manipulative a little bit for people pleasing because I am a people pleaser and I had a conversation with someone on the podcast who said, actually, it is a little bit manipulative when we're trying to like make people like us really by controlling like how they see us. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, because you think, oh, I'm such an, like not necessarily like consciously, but it's almost like, oh, if I'm such a good person, then people will like me and you know, look how nice I am because, but actually, really what you're trying to do is make those people not leave and not um dislike you so um but yeah that I love when you said about you know it's if you're saying yes to people when you don't really want to you're saying no to yourself because you're then giving your energy for something that you don't really want to do and what you're saying to yourself is like what you want doesn't matter because we've got to do this and I think also if you're the friend and you've you know, invited someone to something and they've said yes, but they don't really want to be there. They're probably going to pick up on that energy, aren't they? <laughs> and you're going to... Yeah. 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 And I think too, for me, it is about, uh, it really is about just trusting that, you know, if people don't stay in your life because you're not bending over backwards for the, 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 the sense of being approved um, or keeping people in your life, then are those really the people you want in your life? Like it, it, it is a lot of work. And it's been a very interesting journey of really being in my authentic yes for myself and for others. But the people overall, the people who get it and they understand 
And I've been on the journey of really being my authentic self for 20 plus years. Because I've always put on these, I would say, different personas because I felt like I had to in order to have friends. I, I felt like if I was my true authentic self, that I wouldn't have anyone. And so I made this this whole world and this whole thing up in my head because of little past experiences. When I shared parts of myself when I was younger with peers, they would make fun of me and ridicule me for the things I liked. So in order to be accepted and approved, I would fit in, like I, I fit in. And so that really personified into people pleasing and almost having the sense of manipulation of like, I have to be this way in order to not be alone. But what was really happening is like, it was really alone because I was always at a constant battle with myself of do I really enjoy what I'm saying I enjoy or doing the things I'm doing or is this just to keep this person around because I feel like I, I if I don't have anyone around then I'm going to be alone but I really am alone because I'm not really being authentically me. Yeah I wonder if it, and this is something I experienced I wonder if you had this as well that when you have people who are friends kind of that but are they really my friends because do they actually know who I am or do they not so I, I think people like me but maybe they don't because maybe they don't actually know me on that kind of authentic level so you have that doubt even though you maybe have people who seem like friends. Yes oh definitely yeah when I started um in my late teens really being authentic and standing my ground on things I liked and I I lost a lot of people and I you know I was thinking about it it was like well why do I want to be friends with people or have people be my friend or that me be their friend if I'm not who I say I am in a sense because I felt like I needed to fit in but there was a lot of people I who who really saw those core parts of myself that I didn't sell short that I did it that has always been a part of myself that stuck by me and was like well you know some of them were like it's about damn time that you you know said this to us and so it was a process and I think yeah I've definitely felt that luckily I I don't still feel that but it took a long time to really be like, you know what, I'm going to be my authentic self and not try to fit in just to fit in sake. I'm just going to be me. And that's enough. Yeah, absolutely. And was there like a, a particular catalyst that led to that going right now, actually, I'm going to be authentically me? Or was it like a gradual process? <sighs> I would say there's probably been a little key catalyst points and a gradual process. So the first one was when I came out um, when I was 16. That was a big one because I had known that for three years prior. And I think that was the one I really struggled with. And I think that's why I um, kept other parts of myself because I think if I started like expressing myself in these other ways that that eventually was going to come out and I wasn't ready to share that or I, w I really wasn't trusting in myself in that and so when that happened that was like a big catalyst 
and opened me to being authentic about other things, like the very small little things. And then another bit, and that was a gradual increase. And then another catalyst was in the pandemic. And I think that's where I really started to release the last bits of people pleasing mentality I had. I, I didn't have it with friends as much, but what I had, it was, was still with family members. And that part I think was huge to let go because family, they've known you forever and they're used to you. They were used to me a certain way. And I was not letting go of my boundaries, like my boundaries that we set, the boundaries I set, the boundaries we set as a family unit. I wasn't letting go on them. I wasn't saying yes to anything anymore because I did not have the time or energy or it wasn't safe for me to bend over backwards for other people. I had so much on my plate and I realized that it was like this was, you know, being thrown and also making a choice to be a caregiver to both of my parents in the middle of a pandemic while still running a business or trying to keep my business afloat with everything going on. It really was like, okay, well, guess what? Now it's time to let go. Like, are you really, you really want to be authentically you all the time? Well, here you go. And so that was the last, I think, big push of me really letting go of the last deep part of people pleasing and really stepping into my authentic voice, my authentic yes, my authentic no. And yeah, I think that was like the big second catalyst point, but it is a gradual thing. Cause you know, I'm, yeah, we're always changing and evolving and you know, that always happens, but those are the two big ones that had me go into the next level of it yeah thank you for sharing that and I guess yeah like you said we're constantly changing and then there'll be like a big thing that is like right that's it (laughs) and then yeah um and I yeah family interesting Uh, (laughs) I was just thinking as you were saying that I am hopefully in two weeks I'm getting married um you know and I've got lots of family coming and I was thinking about this and about how with a lot of my family, when we've had family events, I'm like the quiet one because I'm a, you know, a bit of an introvert and quite, quite shy, but actually with a lot of my friends that I am not like that at all. And that it's going to be this bit of like a clash of not necessarily clash, but you know, of people who see a different version of me. And I was like, that's going to be so interesting of <laughs> they're going to see a completely different side of who I am. See how that goes. Um, <laughs> but yeah because we have different ways we have to be not necessarily have to be maybe have to be or feel we are around different family members or from when they've known us and and all of that kind of stuff um I wonder if you've got any um advice or tips for anyone who is kind of listening and thinking I really need to kind of tune into that authentic me and discover that of how they can kind of start you know yeah Uh, yeah, I, what's worked for me, I would say is really being compassionate with yourself through the whole process, be compassionate with yourself through the entire process. It's easier said than done, but really, really trust in yourself. Do, if you're not sure what brings you joy or love, look back into your childhood, look back into things, invoke memories 
uh, try different things to see what those things are and really be a stand for your boundaries. Once again, easier said than done. And not just setting them and expressing them out loud, but there will be people who try to inch into them, especially if they're used to you saying things or they're used to you bending over backwards. It is a process. And once again, be compassionate. Do it in the compa- a compassionate, authentic way to yourself. And just really enjoy the process as best as you can. I think it's so important to, you know, quiet out the noise that does not support you and uh, you connect with the people who you know have your back no matter what. Those are the people, the people who will call you out on your shit, the people who will support you no matter what. Start with those people first with the boundaries and then work your way up to the people who really <laughs> uh, go against them. That way you have this, this feeling of being respected and heard and understood. And yeah, really just st- stick with them and be really compassionate with yourself. That is the most important thing, I think. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Avis, I wonder if you've got a final thought on radical self-care being authentic that you'd like to share before I ask you my set questions. Yeah, I think the, the last little set thought I have is radical self-care is really embodying your version that works best for you. I know I kind of talked into that a little bit earlier, but it's really trusting and knowing in yourself And for me, those exercises that people say, you know, like getting a massage, going to the spa, taking a bath, journaling, meditating, those really work for you is I say, when you're doing a self-care activity, be in that activity. Don't be worrying or thinking about anything else. And yes, this will be hard, (laughs) but really be present to what you're doing in the moment, especially if it's something self-care, because it will just personify it more. Yeah, brilliant thank you so much for that so yeah I'd really love to hear your thoughts on my set questions I ask everyone and the first one I'm very excited about because you've thrown this word around a few times I always ask I always start by asking everyone what brings you joy in your life who yes I love this what brings me joy in my life so many things but is creating I love creating I love being very creative also what brings me joy in my life is seeing other people thrive and go after what they want and celebrating them. Um, And the little moments in the day, like little acts of kindness, smiles on other people's faces, just seeing the beauty that surrounds us on the daily basis is what brings me joy. Thank you. Yeah. And I love what, you know, joy is one of my buzzwords. So when you kept saying joy, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> um, one of my others uh, is part of my next question is uh, what makes life meaningful for you? Who? It's a deep question. What makes life meaningful for me? I, I would say staying in the present, being in the present moment and doing the small, big steps and connecting with them, I think that is really meaningful is, is deep, authentic connection with self and with other people is what makes life super meaningful to me. 
Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, there are some quite deep questions, I think. <laughs> it's nice to kind of, well, I feel like we talk about sometimes quite deep stuff and, you know, like that. Yeah, really I love deep it. questions. Yeah. yeah. The ones that make you think a little bit, it's nice. Well, there's That's another good. fun one of those coming up in a minute. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my next two questions are around our overarching topic on the podcast, which is mental well-being, mental wellness. So what does mental well-being mean to you? Hmm. Mental well-being means to me being compassionate with yourself through all of it, even the very hard, deep, intense moments. It's always uh, connecting with yourself through all of it. It's being very transparent and real and sharing all parts of yourselves with other people and feeling safe in that. And it's taking time for yourself. Mental well-being is literally taking time for yourself. And when I say that, I mean doing that daily, taking time for your mental well-being daily, even if it's only a couple of minutes a day. That's what mental well-being means to me. Awesome. And I think you kind of hinted at the follow-up question, but I'll ask it so you can expand on it. Um, and so my follow-up is always how you look after your own mental well-being. So what you do for yourself to look after it. Yeah, I, I do different things. I create, I, I do some form of create creation. Like I'll pick up my camera, take photos, I'll, I'll write poetry. I'll, if I'm having a really, uh, bad day or like thoughts are coming up or I get very anxious or depressed I will express it out loud or I'll write it down I'll quiet I'll like make the anxiousness go away I'll be in it and I'll I'll take the what ifs away and I'll be I like being very transparent with people I don't just share with them all the beautiful things I'm up to or or my joy and happiness I also share with them when I'm down and I think that supports me greatly and being really authentic in that space as well. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much for that. Uh, so the next here, another deep one for you. Uh, sometimes a challenge for people because often people are like, oh, I don't know, I've never thought about it. Um, how would you describe your own mindset? Who? I would describe my mindset as... <laughs> ever evolving uh I would describe yeah ever evolving into transforming it to support me the best in those different moments I think it's you know the moments where I need to pick me up and like uh, a cheerleader that's my mindset and the moments where I need to like relax and calm down my mindset goes to that I think it's ever evolving for me awesome I love that thank you uh, so my next question is my favorite, one of my favorites to ask, um, because we love to leave people with some ideas of things that they can try out for themselves that might have a, a massive impact. Um, and so they can be about radical self-care. They can just be about life in general. But do you have a top one to three tips for us? Who? Uh, <laughs> top one to three tips. Uh, I would say building a very strong awareness of self is definitely a number one because that you know they say where where you do one thing is where you do everything and so I think building a very strong awareness with what supports you what brings you joy even what makes you feel down 
will greatly support you in all areas and aspects in your life. Um, another one I would say is love yourself and be compassionate with yourself through all of it. And yeah, don't beat yourself up. So that's why I'm saying compassionate and loving yourself. Cause I don't like the don't, because usually when you say don't, that's what people do. <laughs> At least that's what I do. So be access compassion for yourself, the way you access compassion for others because it personifies it for others. When you access that compassion for yourself, it really personifies the compassion you have for other human beings. And a third one would be, be emotionally honest with others about everything. Even the things that bring you down, even when they do something that makes you feel uncomfortable or upsets you, don't be afraid to have real big, deep conversations with other people. It literally can transform your relationship dynamics and have you live and embody the life that you desire in those relationships and within yourself. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for those. I I feel like I'm going to do like a little experiment, I think, because I often I'm like if people upset me or whatever I don't or I'm upset because of what people do I'll just be like but not say anything and I feel like doing an experiment of like for a week just being do you know what I'm going to be completely honest and say this is how I'm reacting and see what happens but I don't know if I actually do that because yeah it's hard to have those conversations yeah I think too is I think we make up or for me personally I think I make up that if I state that something uh, triggers me or if I state something that um, goes against my boundaries, these little internal boundaries that we have that we don't state, that I don't state out loud, letting people know uh, builds their awareness too and gives them this space to access to be like, oh, wow, I didn't know that that was something that bothered you. And I think also doing it from a compassionate space, like saying, hey, you know, I just wanted to let you know that this thing that you said, really, um, this is how I interpreted it. This is how it made me feel. And then just allowing them to respond in whatever way they, right, is like letting go of the, of the attachment of what they're going to say or respond with. And just being in that, that very uncomfortable, unexpected journey of what that can invoke, even within yourself. It is, it is e- easier said than done. I still very much have a process doing that. It's not something that still comes easy to me. It's still something that I work on daily. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that with the way you phrased it just there of saying, you know, that thing, this is how I interpreted it. So it's not, you did this, you said mm-hmm. this, this is what I, the impact it had on me. And you're just kind of like, do what it with it, what yeah. you will. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because when you go on the defensive, people are automatically going to come back. I mean, I don't know if people notice this, but when you go at, when uh, someone pisses you off, and of course, you know, I mean, we all piss each other off. It's a part of life, right? But when you go at them, 
right? Even if you're saying it in a nice way, like the words coming out of your mouth nice, but the tone and the way you're doing it is not perceived as nice. 90, <laughs> you're most likely going to be met back with resistance and defensiveness. And so if you try it in a way that comes out where you're just expressing and you're not blaming them, that's a big one, not blaming someone else, just being like, so this is, this is what you said to me and this is what I made up about it or like what I thought it meant. Like, you know, that, that gives them validation to see that, oh, wow, okay. And it's also you kind of validating like, and even if you might say things, you're like, wait, wow, I made up a whole story in my head uh, and they reiterate to you, that's not what I said at all. It's this beautiful thing of being like, wait, why the hell did I just make up this whole story in my head? And it also gives the people you're talking about uh, the way they can support and love you in a better way, uh, a way that feel fills you up in a way that feels good to you. So it is this beautiful experiment, very uncomfortable experiment, because once again, if you're a people pleaser, it's, it's a part of that. You don't want the people to leave by expressing yourself, but it's so important because you're accessing your authentic self and even those really uncomfortable moments. Yeah. Yeah. I see. We'll see if I decide to actually do it. <laughs> how it, how it yeah. Just do, do it one, one little step at a time. Yeah. yeah. Or just write them down too. <laughs> write it down and like, you know, write it down and see how that feels. And, you know, it, it's a, it's a process. There's still some people I haven't said things to in person or even over the phone. And I've just written it all out. And as I've written it out, I've been like, whoa, okay. And it's helped, it's helped free me. So even doing that or saying things out loud to yourself might get you that clarity. Um, especially if you're, someone says something to you and you're going back and being like, oh, well, they, they said this to me, but I made up all of this behind it when they didn't say any of that. That's just how I interpreted what they said. You might not even have to have the conversation with them because you do that clarity piece within yourself. But yeah, it's worth a shot. I mean, it's, it's not fun, but you would be surprised at how deep I've, I've not had people attack me by doing it. I've actually healed my relationship with my father by doing that. And by having, by allowing him to feel comfortable and safe doing it with me as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I can use that as a testimony. Like yeah. I've healed my relationship with my father while being a caregiver in the middle of a pandemic by doing that form of exercise with him and having him do it with me as well. So yeah, that's awesome. I don't know if you ever come across um, an activity called like perspective taking where you have like, you've got a seat and then there are these other, this other seat, which is for like the person and you, it's like kind of role-playing and there's, um, well, I've done it, like there's a coach who's like holding the space, but you're talking to this chair, you're imagining that person's there. And you let it all out and it can be really powerful because you can just let it out. Then you go and sit in the chair of the other person and you respond as them. And so then you're trying to like 
think about things from their perspective what they might say back and so you can have a little bit of like well, this is what I want to hear from them <laughs> but also that kind of how are they seeing it and then you become like a passerby who doesn't know either of you and like objectively what do they make of the situation and what do they mm, suggest and yeah it's a really powerful ex I was like bawling crying while I was doing it but actually a lot of stuff that I'd never expressed out loud or written out I was laying out to this imaginary person yeah that's a very interesting and it it just shows you all of the different interpretations and perspectives of you even in those different roles Mm. right it it really just brings that whole being like are we yeah it's a really different perspective that's a really empowering exercise I've not heard of that or done that but that's a really good one yeah Yeah, and I imagine if you've got someone in your life that actually doesn't feel safe to actually express those things to, maybe it's a way of like letting stuff shift and kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, We've gone off on a sidetrack, but that's cool. (laughs) So to bring it back. um, So my next question is um, a kind of recommendation question. So I love to read. You can't see all my books behind me. I'm also a big fan of TED Talks. Um, so I wonder if you've got a recommendation of a book or a TED talk or something that's been really impactful in your life that you would recommend to us. Oh, yes. Uh, Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown. Any, actually any book by Brene Brown and her TED talk and her Netflix special, but Braving the Wilderness, I think really ties in to a lot of what was spoken about on this call. Uh, phenomenal book. I mean, everything that that woman creates and comes out of her mouth is phenomenal. And it's all about vulnerability. And I think that's like a very deep key part in radical self-care and radically caring for other people. Because when I mean radical care as a whole, it's radically caring for self and radically caring for others in the way in which you care for yourself. Awesome. Yeah. I love Brené Brown as well. <laughs> She's awesome. Um, so my next question is a newer question. I've asked it a few times now, so I can't keep saying it's a new question. Um, so this one's maybe a challenge because I'm asking just for one thing from you. So one thing that would make the world a better place. Ooh. <laughs> I One word, one word, one thing, um, which is one word. I'm just trying to figure out how to word it. Uh, I would say compassion, deep, real compassion. Yeah, awesome. Love it. Brilliant. So that brings me to my last question, Avis, which is a shame because I'm really enjoying (laughs) chatting with you. Um, And that is where people can connect with you online. If you've got anything going on that you want to mention, um, where can we find you if you want to be found if you don't want to be found that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) yeah you can find me on facebook and instagram at radical care podcast and i just started releasing um in the month of july because i don't know when you're this episode where but in the month of july of this year on my instagram is a 31 day radical self-care embodiment campaign where I pick a different word every day, there's different questions, and then I have a video, which is going to turn into me doing radical self-care embodiment workshops, which you'll be able to find the link on how you can access those or be a part of those on my Facebook page and my Instagram. 
And also I have a podcast, which is Radical Care Podcast. You can find it on all major streaming platforms. Awesome. And yeah, we'll absolutely link in the show notes so people can find everything uh, nice and easily from there as well. Yeah, thank you so much, Avis, for joining us today. I really enjoyed it. It's been fab. <laughs> so thank you for, for sharing and joining us. Yes, thank you so much, Hannah. It was an absolute pleasure to be on your platform and share this space with you. And congratulations. I hope the wedding <laughs> happens and everything will be good. I know it's crazy over there right now. So yeah, yeah. thank you so yeah, much. You. You're welcome. So a massive thank you again to Avis. And yeah, super quickly, uh, the experiment I said I would do, I don't think I've done. <laughs> so I am, though, trying to express myself more and be more authentic. But yeah, I still, uh, those people-pleasing tendencies run deep. So um, that is still a work in progress, as much as many things are. In terms of the wedding, the wedding was fine. It did happen. Um, I did an episode sort of reflecting on that whole process. I can't remember what number it was. But yes, it did happen. This was recorded just before all of that so um and it's interesting I've had uh, quite a few people when you see people and you've not seen them for a while and they say oh how's married life I'm like the same same as it was before pretty much <laughs> but maybe that's a I don't know a testament to a healthy relationship maybe or I don't know to something um so yes that's thoughts on that um two yeah two final things so I often say that and then I think of new things but I say two final things so the first one is I've been on a little bit of a, a behind the scenes hiatus in a way because I tend to record interviews in batches so I'll have a huge amount of conversations with people which is amazing but quite draining and tiring as well um, and I like to have a sort of buffer so we record as you can kind of hear a few months in advance so this was recorded in July and I am just sort of starting to gear up for a new batch of recording interviews so in the new year I will be having conversations with a whole load of new guests so this is the time if there are particular topics that you want us to talk about particular guests you'd like us to try and get on or if you're listening and you have your own your own story that you would like to share of mental well-being of your mental health journey we've previously covered different mental health conditions and experiences and so they're um, episodes I love to have as well to sort of challenge some of those misconceptions and the stigma around mental health so yeah if you are interested yourself or know someone who is or has recommendations then head on over to our website www.psykehe.co.uk you'll find the link to an inquiry form if you want to be a guest to fill in or the contact me uh, section contact us to send suggestions so please use those get in touch and finally thank you for listening for supporting the show as always and if you do enjoy it please do share I sort of set myself a goal way back at the beginning of the year of how many listens not that I really measure metrics or any of that nonsense uh, for the show but I kind of had a figure in my head and I feel like we're kind of close to it which is awesome so obviously we want to give you a quality show, thought-provoking, uh, full of ideas, uh, inspiration, strategies and all of that. And hopefully we are delivering that and you're enjoying it as well because that's important. Um, but if you, if you are, then it would be awesome if you did share the show with someone else who you think would also enjoy it. Um, it would 
be amazing but it's amazing that you are here listening in and of itself um so yeah that is all from me for today i'll be back next week until then as always take care of yourself be kind to yourself and i'll speak to you soon bye for now